Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 3, episode 20, is called The Way to Eden, or as I like to call it, The Way to Shite. So, full spoilers for the episode as always. <laughs> I'm going to assume you didn't like this one either, Connor. Oh, oh, better start. <laughs> uh, no, no, I mean, the first, like, minute was fine. <laughs> the first, oh yeah, they're chasing some little shuttle that's been stolen. Oh yeah, sure, fine. Well, I thought, oh, interesting. You know, okay, there's a stolen shuttle. They're going into Romulan space. Okay, could be interesting. Yeah. Right? It could be, but then they beamed aboard the, the, the people who were on the ship, and it all went suddenly very downhill very quickly. Now, don't get me wrong, I do like the ending. The ending was quite good, but <laughs> everything up until that end. God, space hippies are worse than regular hippies. Hippies, that's what we had in this episode. We had hippies who were doing a lot of singing. There was some serious padding going on in this this episode where every time the main hippie did, well, not the main hippie, because the leader's the main one, but the, the, the rich boy. Second in command. Yeah, yeah. The, the rich one who was the son of like a, an ambassador or something that meant they had to treat them. Because Kirk outright says at one point, if it wasn't for the fact that he was this guy's kid, they'd all be in the brig right now because they're causing too much yeah. trouble. And he keeps playing this, like, you know, fancy space guitar. It's not a guitar, but. It, I'm, I'm not gonna lie the songs were probably the the least offensive part of the episode because it's just okay you're playing a song fine you can't do anything worse <laughs> you can't annoy me anymore the fact that they stopped to have a, a little cheery sing song annoys me Pr- pretty i mean arguably yes there's nothing you can do to annoy me more but that's already because i'm already at peak annoyance that's not a positive thing yeah, no. To me, the song was a, a reprieve from from all the awful dialogue. <laughs> well, this is this is like saying to me, oh, when you're watching Birdemic, at least you're sitting there going, well, it can't get any worse. It can get worse. I've seen a Nova Bowl film now. It can get worse. I can confirm worse is possible. <laughs> oh, I don't dear. even know if that's his worst film. That's that's the scariest part. That's the scariest. It part. might get worse from there still. Yeah, for, just for the record, we do have a $250 goal on Patreon to watch another Uber Bowl film, just, for the, just in case that... Starting to regret that. Just in case that inspires anyone. And I can I can we, pretty much promise you that 350 and 450 will follow suit when I put yeah, them in we, later. We, we put that there before we'd ever seen one, thinking, <laughs> eh, what's the worst it can be? People like to torture us, so I think, I think it's a good goal. It's a good incentive. It's a good incentive, yeah. yeah. Um... So, yeah, we have space hippies, and they're trying to find a planet called Eden. And, yeah, I mean, they're basically talking about it as if it is Eden. It's the Garden of Eden. It's just a planet version of it. And they want to find it. They want to be one with nature. They don't Which, like all the technology and science that has consumed the lives of everyone. I, I, th- I think the idea of Eden being a planet as a core concept in Trek works for me. The idea of, okay, you know, it, you know we didn't take it literally at the time, but, you know, what if it's just alien-like, you know, right? Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. And then they came to Earth that, that, afterwards. Uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. When God like, banished you know, them, it was banished from this planet of Eden. To, uh, yeah, he banished you know. them from the nice one and sent them to Earth. The, the idea of that, I think, is fine to yeah. explore. In Trek. Not not like this, but I think it's a fine concept. It's worth mentioning, for those of you who have seen Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, there are some theman- thematic resemblances, we'll say. Am I going to hate that movie? <laughs> Everyone hates Star Trek V. Okay, that's fine then. <laughs> It's... I can never remember which ones people like and hate because there's too many of the buggers. Honestly, out, out of the, the original six, of the original cast, five's the only one I think is 
bad. I know most people aren't keen on one, are they? Yeah, but they're fools. Yeah, I, I know you, you, you really like it, and I think James, our friend, sticks up for that one a lot as oh, well. Oh, yeah. The motion picture is is highly underrated. I will fight people. I mean, I won't fight them right now because it's been too long since I've seen it, but once we've watched it again, I'm ready to fight. <laughs> oh, God, you're going to come out swinging for that, aren't you? Well, the pet, if, you, if you end up liking it, then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll find out soon enough, in a few weeks, I'm sure. I mean, my argument with the, the first movie is that, to me, that's the one that represents what Star Trek is more than any other ones after that. They became more like action movies. And people may argue that, okay, that's why it doesn't work as a movie, because Star Trek, I, I, you know, what Star Trek is at its core doesn't work as a movie. And I'm like, it works just fine. This is a slow-paced movie, it's fine. Shut up. Part yeah. of me wants to hate it just for the argument. Oh, no. Some some people people always complain about the slow shots, the introduction of the Enterprise, but I'm like, no, 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 let Jerry Goldsmith's theme blast as Kirk's slow motion comes towards the Enterprise. It's great. It's freaking great. Oh, just a few weeks, folks. Just a few weeks, and then you're going to get to see that. It's coming soon. You've know, got four episodes left of this, then it's like a motion picture. It's time. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> so. I suppose we should talk about this episode. We should, we should talk about this episode. So the one I got Eden, and there's because I what I thought this episode was going to be originally because right right away they're being very kind of protesty with Kirk and calling him names, calling him Herbert, which just is their word for like simple minded. Like calling someone a square. Kinda, yeah, it's yeah. It's not simple minded. It's that they're they're rigid. They 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 just stick to the rules. They don't have any th- thoughts of their own. Well, that's why I said simple minded because one of the, one of the exact phrases I think Spock used was a, uh, um, it was there was something minded. It was, it was like uh, single minded, maybe single minded. Yes, uh, so that's why that phrase stuck in my head. But I, I think simple minded implies lack of intelligence, whereas I don't think they're saying that. Sure. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't think it that much. I, I got sick of hearing them chanting Herbert, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't... I, it, so, what I thought this episode was going to be was the idea of accepting a contrarian opinion. But, and given that Star Trek's set in this utopia, where everyone, you know, at least the Federation, you know, the Starfleet, uh, like, the, the Alliance of Planets, right? You know, Earth, mm-hmm. Vulcan, whatever. They've all seemed to, like, found this utopia where we're all kind of in agreement. So the idea of a group of people who actually do want to, like, rebel against that and say, no, 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 this isn't a utopia that you think it is. You've all become slaves to the man, man, right? Okay, there's potential in exploring that in Star Trek. I think there is. And at first I was like, okay, maybe that's kind of the point, is the idea of accepting, you know, even if, like, it seems like the weird one. Even though I immediately hated these characters and wanted them to get shoved out the airlock. but... I did think that for a long time, especially with uh, Spock's story. Yeah, because Sp- Spock oddly kind of respects their viewpoint. He obviously he's much more calm and logical about it, but he understands that they feel alien in a world where they're supposed to be at home. Yeah, he yeah. Yeah, that's that's how he, he he kind of tries to help them. He's very respectful and you know communicates on their level, which is funny as much as it kind of pains him to do yeah, it. As a man of logic, though, he should be the, the one who hates them the most. <laughs> Because, because right from the get go, they feel like a bunch of spoiled rich brats who want to like do this in the, in, in the name of idealism, but really it's it's just it's sort of got something to do and something yeah. to believe in. And, and then you you find uh, the one that Chekhov used to know w- was in Starfleet. Yeah, and, and, and the Kirk's horrified. He's like, "Wait, one of these people was actually you know in in the academy. They were they were smart." 
And do you know what I think? I think it was worth mentioning here. We're both liberal, right? We're both very liberal. Hmm. Hippies are annoying as shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, let's make that clear right now. <laughs> Hippies are annoying as shit. And these these characters are really annoying. But that, then he goes down a path where... No, wait a minute. The guy, this, this, this uh, former doctor... I mean, you're not really a former doctor, but he's, he's former in the sense that he's not exactly a scientist anymore. He's, he's you know, he's a hippie now. But he he uh, he turns out to be a carrier for a disease that he's immune to, but he will spread amongst anyone who doesn't have injections against it. Now, McCoy points out that there could be some gaps and he can fix it, but, you know, the, the crew should all be, you know, injected for this. They, he, they get immunized for it yeah. uh, and booster shots on a regular yeah. basis. And even the people he's with, with will probably have had booster shots recent enough, but it does require, like up, you know, updates every couple of years, that kind of thing. But they point out that if they get to the scene, which is supposed to be, you know, a very rural, you know, back to simple times. Primitive. Yeah, primitive times. He's going to he's going to infect them all and anyone else who happens to be there and they're all going to die. (laughs) And he knows this and he keeps I don't I don't accept your your findings. This is all lies. This is all science lies. Yeah. And and then, you know, eventually he he admits, yeah, okay, I did know because he has been restricted from traveling to anywhere that's not advanced enough to have these shots, just including as, as their regular you know, vaccines. Yeah, which is a fairly reasonable... Because this is the problem. I think for the first half of the... Now, it turns out that's not the case. It turns out that he's actually... The, the, Spock just outright says, no, he's insane. He's an insane man, and he's convinced all these people to follow him. And I'm like, okay, so we're, we're doing like a Jonestown-esque kind of, you know, yeah. cult, essentially, at this point. But for a while in the episode, I really thought it was going to be wanting me to kind of analyze both sides of the argument. But the problem is, is that every single thing he disputes and says, no, I will not agree to this, is perfectly reasonable and understandable. Why why Kirk and Starfleet would say, no, these are the rules. This is why you should do this. Yeah, it's, it's like, okay. <laughs> there's the point where he accepts he will infect everyone. He knows that. But he's like, oh, but I'm just, I'm too restricted. I'm in a prison. I'm like, the advanced world's still pretty damn big, right? In yeah. in, in, in Star Trek, you know, all the, all the different planets and species that just part of the federation alone that you could visit right also was he supposed to be wearing something on his ears or were those supposed to be his ears not sure i was having the same question because <laughs> he has these biggest big ridiculous effect that's like prosthetic things on his ears and i i, I wasn't I, sure i think a bit of both like i think it's supposed okay. to be the ear and then it looks like they're supposed to be like some sort of earring style thing right as well yeah, but it was really bumpy and huge, like it his was. entire ear. Yeah, I don't I know don't if really he's—I don't know if the idea is that he's like modified his ears, so it's meant to be his ears, but he's like stretched them and done yeah, wacky things to them. Yeah, or if he's them. just not human. Or yeah, it didn't sound like he was not human though. Everything about it sounded human. Yeah, it could be humanoid. Yeah, but even the even the the fact that the disease was specifically being spread amongst humans, because they never mentioned that Spock was at risk of it. I mean, they didn't single him out, but they just mentioned the crew at large, right? And if they're worried about this primitive culture, they they might not be humans. True, but I mean, as far as the crew goes, well, Spock's like the only non-alien crew member, as far as we know. As far as we know, yeah. I mean, obviously, in the later shows, that having different species of crew members becomes a lot more common. But I think in this show, it's notable that Spock is literally the only crew member we've ever seen on on the Enterprise who isn't a human being. Yeah. Yeah, Chekhov's no. maybe. <laughs> it's true. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I just assume that anyone can, like any humanoid, can catch it. I mean, you may be right. I never got that impression. I got the impression he was human. 
Um, just with the way they talked about his history, everything felt human. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, so here's there's a lot of plot threads that kind of go nowhere in this episode as well. Like, at one point, it seems like he's, he's getting all his followers to, like, manipulate the crew to, like, you know, come over to their ways, and it never really happens. Like, there's a couple of scenes where they're kind of singing songs to them, and then it just doesn't... What's really frustrating is, is they, they seem to be getting close with some of them. Like, they, they have a good chat with Sulu, right? And Sulu's like, oh, I'll think about it. Yeah, there's one woman talking to Sulu, the the, the rich boy from the, the ambassador or whatever. He's talking to Spock. And, oh, is that a Vulcan instrument? Oh, that's cool, man. This is totally now. This is way now, man. Yeah. I'm like, Spock, throw him in the airlock right now. To be fair, I really appreciate how annoyed Spock clearly was. It seems like, can I tell you? He's just like, yeah, whatever. Help yourself. <laughs> Ah, but I'm then he comes no down emotion. and does a duet with one of the one of the girls yeah, later on, yeah. which I could have been, but, I mean, been without. Uh, that specific plot of of you know we're going to convert them, right up when they're about to go and enact their final stage. Right, we're, we're going now. We're going to take the ship, and they go, right, go and convince as many of them to come as you can, and then none of them go. Yes, that never happens. At, at least send a red shirt. And of course, because we find out they're actually plotting something when uh, the, the the girl that Chekhov knows talks to him and finds all this information about the computer, and then she goes back to the guys and is like, hey, hey, we can do all this from the computer. So she was like fishing them for information. Um, and I got a kick at the end, because they saved like four of them uh, off the planet, including her, and she's saying her goodbyes to Chekhov, and she's like, you know, try and be incorrect sometimes, Chekhov, and I'm like, don't worry, he's got that covered. He's, he's, he's going to do it, that's fine. And then he's like, "Yeah, be correct some of the time." Yeah, I'm like, "Sure, whatever." I mean, I, I did. I mean, I, I for some small scenes, I like. I like that Kirk notices that Chekhov's kind of distraught that this woman's on board, and he kind of almost immediately says, "Hey, do you want to do you want to go see her?" Okay. Oh, yeah, permission to leave your post yeah. and you know, go and. I was like, "Oh, Kirk, look at Kirk being being you know." It's fine. We got Sulu around this episode. We don't need Chekhov as well. Noticeably ab- absent though was Uhura, who, and it was noticeable because there was some other broad sitting in the chair doing the job. I'm like, who's she this blonde person? Right? Yeah, I'm like, who's this blonde person? I've never seen her before. What's going on? Yeah, yeah no idea. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what Uhura was doing this episode. She was on shore leave or something. I don't know. <laughs> but Because uh, at least with Chekhov and Sula, we're so used to only getting one of them. We're so used to them swapping yeah. as we go. I think it was weird that we got both of them this episode. It, it's so rare to see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's only happened a few times, uh, and of course, when we get to the movies, they're going to be there all the, you know, every time. That's different, though. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, you, you come to expect them to be there together. It's just weird when you watch the show and they're like almost never there on the same episode. Yeah. Um, but it's. I, I mean, I don't know if Chekhov was specifically cast because the new, like you know, because the new Takai wasn't going to be around as much during season two, so he was he was literally a replacement character, or if it just worked out that way. Little column A, little column B. Yeah, maybe. But hey, yeah, who knows? Uh, so, so the ending, which I do actually quite like, is that so they, they actually knock out the crew, uh, the, the 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 hippies that is. They knock out the crew with sound waves, and they're, they're supposed to kill them. That they clearly talk about because because the woman asks his concerns, like, oh, that will kill them. They're the one who like knows Chekhov, and he goes, oh, don't worry, my dear. It's like I I know how to do this to just knock them out for a while and then and then come back. Trust me. And then the other guy's like, no, that's what kill them, right? And he's like, yeah, well, this is fine, though. This is, our, our mission's important. Yeah, and then the crew wakes up, and, and they're like, and they're like, oh, where, where are they? And they're like, oh, they've landed. And, and they're like, should we contact them and let them, you know, let them know we're coming? And, and, and so it's like, no, they think we're dead. Let's use that. 
Yeah. So uh, why so is no one dead? Yeah, so no one's dead. Kirk seems to know that it was supposed to kill them, but didn't. I'm 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 confused by all this. <laughs> There's some logic holes here that aren't quite added up for me. Because reasons. Cause cause Kirk. Kirk is so awesome that he was able to it's 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 Kirk Force, bro. Cyclically defend his entire crew during this sonic attack. That's yeah. that's, that's that's what happened here. I just I think what he's saying is hippies are so shit they can't even kill people properly. <laughs> but the part of the end that I like is the so the so Kirk and Cole beamed out of the planet this Eden and they find the rich boy dead and it turns out that the air, the ground, the the fruit, everything is toxic and acidic and one bite of an apple kills him. Although I didn't really need someone to go, his name is Adam. That really that, that was on the nose for me. That was really that was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, so I actually started laughing maniacally. I was like, ah, <laughs> "They're all dead. <laughs> this is great." No, they're and then all you have dead, the insane but... which I forgot to mention how much I really thought the the cut where we got that reveal was so funny because you have Spock talking to the Doctor. And he's all respectful, right? Mm. And he's like, that, "That's the conversation where he's like, no, no, I can't be trapped in this space. I need to, you know, be free.'" And then it just cuts to, to Kirk and Spock on the ship, and Spock goes, "Yeah, the Doctor's insane." <laughs> no, that was good. That was a good cut. Like you know, for as much as I hate this episode, there's a couple of nice little, t- little yeah. bits here or there like that, where it was a funny cut here, a funny line there, or whatever. Uh, and then the death of the hippies was was great, especially when, yeah. when 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 leader hippie the Doctor uh, is it goes proper and insane, says, "No, no, 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 I cannot leave," and he he goes and grabs one of the fruit. Yeah, he's got something dodgy going on on his foot, and they're like, "Let's let's transport him up to the ship." Oh, it's because he's walking about in his bare feet. I think that's all it is. He's been walking about in this ground in his uh, bare feet, yeah, yeah. and okay. his foot's gotten you know poisoned and diseased or whatever. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's going to fall and, off. And McCoy's like, "Yep, yeah, ship. They're not doing anything for that here." Yeah, let's get him up. We can go treat him up there, and he goes and eats a bit of fruit and instantly dies. And I was like, "Well, this is satisfying. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm I'm enjoying the death here." Yeah. You know Kirk on the inside is going, yeah, go on then. Stop yeah. being my problem. And they take everyone else up. They go drop them off in the station that we're supposed to drop them off at. Um, and Chekhov says his goodbyes. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Um, so the opening scene seemed like it could be fine. The final scene was very satisfying. <laughs> yeah, but only satisfying because it was so awful. Yeah, but it was really satisfying, yeah, because we hated the characters so much that it was actually really satisfying watching them die. It was like, yes, die. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you deserve it, you stupid heavies. You're stupid enough to believe in this crap, even at the expense of murdering an entire crew, which you ended up failing doing, but you thought you were going to kill them all. Forget that. That selfish prick doctor was like, eh, I don't care if I wipe out a planet or three. Yeah, I'm going true. where I want to go. Well, you, can't, you can't chain me. They, they take command of the ship and fly them out of the Romulan space. You know, they, they go through the neutral zone, and Kirk's like, hey, if the Romulans spot us, they'll, they'll kill us all. And he's like, ha ha ha! He's scared. He's got jelly in his belly. You're in, you're in like hostile territory. Of course he's concerned. This is why he's a smart captain. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, and honestly, I actually, I mean, as much as I get why they didn't want to have like, or Romulan show up and that we have that confrontation, it does feel awfully convenient that it never they happens. They got away with it. Yeah. yeah. The Romans never noticed that the Enterprise came out of the, the... And I know it's a big place, you know, it's an entire sector of space, but, like, 
it just feels like it's a little bit convenient that multiple times, like I think like three times in this episode, Kirk says, uh, the Romulans noticed us, is there any scouts, what's happening? And every single time, like, no, Captain, we're lucky so far, no one's noticed us. And it just never happens. Yeah, yeah. very underwhelming. Yeah, so, you know. God, I hate this episode. It's a bullshit God, episode. God, I hate hippies. <laughs> I don't even know how much I disliked hippies until they started singing in this. And I, was like, oh. I did, but I'd forgotten, because it's been a while. Oh, my God. You know, I I am so glad I missed the 60s. I'm oh, so glad. Too. So I, can't, I, I can't imagine that hell. <laughs> imagine, imagine being young in the sixties and uh, late late sixties specifically, oh, and people expecting you to be a hippie. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I just just know this anyway. Anyone who comments this saying we we are delusioned about what the sixties were like, just know that that means you're old because you're correct <laughs> about what the sixties was like. So the joke's still on you. That's all exactly. I'm saying. I'm sorry. I, I like. I really like. Uh, we're joking around, but I. I oh God! I wanted to strangle them all so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that was uh, the way to Eden, uh, episode twenty of season three. We'll be back next time in episode twenty one. So we got four left. Then we're on right the movies. So look forward to that. If you want to support the channel and support this show and everything we do here, head over to patreon.com slash TV. Like we say, you can get us to watch an Oliver Bowl film eventually if you if you try really hard. But you do get these Star Trek reviews a week early at the $1 tier. So for $1, you get supporters, and it's more than we'd probably ever get from advertising on YouTube. That said, if you can't, don't feel too bad. You can watch adverts on YouTube and feel that you support us that way. Let them play. Turn off your ad block. These are all good things. Uh, and obviously, like, subscribe, comment, all the usual stuff. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Presumably, negatively... <laughs> because it's a terrible episode yeah if, if if you come on this and and comment that you like this i am going to question and be like why you you will you will get the third i'm degree. glad I, I thought that was going to go to some really really bad threat there <laughs> i'm glad you, you, you i mean i, I it, it crossed my mind now and no no mm-hmm. i'm just gonna really persecute you and and make sure you're yes. aware you're off um that's it as bad as this was it still wasn't as bad as that one where they were all on all fours that's that might still be the worst episode of the show yeah yeah in terms of how much i hate it and how embarrassed i because i didn't i mean this was annoying but i wasn't embarrassed while watching it no no because all, all the hippies i mean they were hippies right it's, it's embarrassing to think oh god people are like that right <laughs> but it, i don't think they were do they, they were doing a good job of imitating it what was funny is Star Trek is obviously, by its very nature, a pretty forward-thinking liberal show. I mean, obviously, it's still dated in some areas because there's only, you know, maybe so far they can think <laughs> in, in the yeah. time. But um, it almost feels like this is, episode is just here to con- condemn <laughs> like this type of movement. <laughs> oh, it absolutely is, yeah. This, 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 despite the this, fact this... that it's a very like liberal show in it for, its, for its time. I, I assume the target audience for Star Trek was a little bit older than, than the hippie movement. Mm. You know, the, the people involved there. Um, so they were like, let's keep, let's keep them on side. So here we go. That that was uh, The Way Eden. So thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek, guys. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>